This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Stacey Grizzly. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode 52 of North Atlanta's Good Neighbor Podcast. Today, we have Good Neighbor Dr. Jake Reynolds, physical therapist with Functionalized Health and Physical Therapy. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm doing well, Stacey. Thank you so much for having me on. We're thrilled to have you. Uh, Jake is here uh, to, to talk about Functionalized Health's most recent article. They, they are the expert contributor in Dunwoody Neighbors, um, and they have uh, submitted an article called Movement is Medicine. And so Jake's here to, to kind of expand on that and share with our listeners about um, why that is. <laughs> and I'm gonna, so one of the first things in the, the article, Lauren Sock, uh, who's also a physical therapist and the owner of Functionize, um, st- stated that if you have a body, you're an athlete. <laughs> and so that that's pretty much everybody. We'd love to, to hear more about how movement is medicine for all of us, even, even those who don't think we're athletes. If we have a body, we are an athlete. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, Jake, how, how is movement medicine? It, it's definitely a title that, that grabs your attention because we don't often think of movement as being medicine, right? Uh, we often categorize medicine as just something that, that you take, right? So, something you ingest, right? And we know that what does medicine do? Medicine is is meant to heal you or is meant to stop a pathology or stop a disease state. Um, And we know that movement has the same exact effect. And so when we're talking about movement as medicine, we're really talking about how we take care of our bodies and can not only heal our bodies, but create a longer lasting body. Um, And so this really was born out of the what we would call the pillars of health. And if I just gave a little bit of background information on those pillars of health, um, probably the most studied individual arguably in the world is a, is a doctor, uh, Dr. Caleb Finch. He's probably the world's leading scientist on what's called biogerontology, which is the study of long life and healthy aging. He's what published. Did you say that was called words. again? That was a big word. Uh, <laughs> biogerontology. Yes. Biogerontology. Yeah, the study of long life and healthy aging. And he has published upwards, I think, of seven books, 400 research articles on this very topic. And through his research, he has found that genetics only plays about 20% of the factors or or is only 20% of the way that we age, right? Wow. it that, is only 20 percent. That's a surprisingly time, low number. Right? Genetics only very in. a lot lower than we think. And you, we Way hear people lower. say things all the time, like, "Well, my my dad had arthritis, so I know I'm going to have arthritis," or "My mom had this, so I know I'm going to have this." And we know that's not necessarily accurate. Um, what we do know is the four pillars of health make up the rest of the 80 percent. And those four pillars of health are sleep, diet stress management and exercise. Those are all controllable and relatively modifiable things for for people. And we know that movement and exercise is a tremendous, uh, has a tremendous amount of weight uh, in terms of the length of life, the quality of life that we live. And the, uh, the more that we move, the stronger we are, 
the fewer disease states we have, the fewer incidences of cancer. And so there's been a, a tremendous breadth of research done on this very topic. And as physical therapists, we have always felt like this is the thing that we can take ownership of. You know, when people come to see me, people traditionally come to a physical therapist for episodic care, meaning like I sprained my ankle. And so I want to come and see you until my ankle's better. And so what we have done is really created a practice that, yeah, is going to help you address the ankle, but is also going to look at you more holistically. It's like, how are you feeling in your body as a whole? How is your body functioning? How much muscle mass do you have? What's your heart health like? How is your cardiovascular fitness? You know, all of these things that we know that we can have a really positive impact on, that we can help people control and help people take control of for themselves and have a really tremendous cascading effect into the length of life and the quality of, of years that they live. And so that's what we mean when we say movement is medicine. We want to address those pillars of health so that people can live longer. And part of that is just getting people moving more frequently. Well, and I, I love what you said that, you know, 20% of it's genetics, and then that leaves 80% left. And the four pillars, the fact that those are controllable, they are things that you do, you, you can improve without, like yes. you said, you, you think of taking medicine as, you know, I, I associated, you know, medicine as, yep. as something you take, <laughs> you know, yes. but the yep. fact that we have that much control over our own health and our own, you know, the aging process and, and longevity and, and being able to, you know, improve the quality of your life, that 80% of it is in our hands, you know, as, mm -hmm. as, as a person who is an athlete, cause I have a body, <laughs> but you know, like that, that you can make adjustments um, yourself without having to, you know, or not yourself, but, you know, with guidance from someone like you or, you know, a mm -hmm. different uh, physical therapist, but that, that, that gives, that should give a lot of our listeners a lot of hope, you know, like only. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it, that is. It could be empowering, right? Yeah, to know that I, I felt empowered when you gave me that. I have control. <laughs> I yeah. was surprised so if, and if, very, I felt empowered. That was a good If good we word can to... hand people that control, right, that right. people can can begin to see themselves as an important, you know, oftentimes we, we go to a physician and we feel like, well, I'm just going to do what the physician tells me because they're the expert. And mm -hmm. oftentimes the we as the patient are the ones who are left on the outside. I'm just... I'm just doing as directed and I don't, I have to be reliant on this person to keep me well. And movement is really the opposite. It's like you have the keys to the kingdom through exercise, through just how we hold ourselves day to day, the postures that we choose to be in when we, when we work, you know, these types of things not only help from a muscle mass standpoint, but just our, our bodies in general, we're bipedal creatures and we're meant to be upright. Our heart functions better when we're upright. Our lungs function better. This is why when people are in the hospital, they want to get them out of bed and moving as soon as possible. So we have to start thinking of movement as a vital sign, right? Mm -hmm. We know heart rate, respiratory rate, temperature, et cetera. These are vital signs. Movement is a vital sign. So we have to think, start shifting our, our focus to movement being a vital sign. And that's, that's something that we can control. So that's what we want to try to do with people. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love knowing that 80% of it is in my hands and, and there are things I can do about to improve, improve my health and longevity. Um, so what are some ways, uh, Jake, that if someone's wanting to incorporate, you know, so they, they hear now that they have 
control. They've got 80% they control, 80%. Yeah. What are yeah. some things that, that we can incorporate just as the, uh, in our day-to-day -day life, you know, whether it's at work yeah. or wh wherever that to, to facilitate more movement, you know, that would, yeah. would help address that. Yeah. And it, this is, I think this has been a hot topic recently. You have probably seen, and many of your listeners have probably seen articles that say, you know, sitting is the new smoking, right? This is, this has been something that's been in the media for a decade or so now. And we know that the average American probably sits anywhere from six to 10 hours a day. That's a lot of sitting mm -hmm. for a creature that's meant to be upright and mobile. And some of the people that I see who have the most amount of persistent pain are people who sit the most. Right. I have you, to chime in right here because <laughs> I fall into that category. And absolutely. I mean, it is it, the sitting is like, I, and I'll have sciatica pain if I sit too much. Yeah. I yeah. like it is one of those uh, that that is so common in, in the workplace, you know, that is mm -hmm. your work mm -hmm. requires you to be <laughs> at, at yeah. a computer and you're sitting all day. And I, I can attest that when I do the days that I am sitting all day are the days that I am in the most pain. And that's that yeah. very well. There, there's, yeah, there's no mistake behind that. You know, you have 30% more stress on your spine in a seated position than you do in a standing position. Hmm. So ah, we are not. Another statistic. In those there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we're not meant to be in those positions for very long. That's a, that's a marathon sitting for eight hours a day. We, we often jokingly call the average American, a desk athlete, because it takes endurance. It takes a lot of strength to be able to do that and to endure that for that long. And we're just not meant to do that. And so we want to come to the table with at least some pragmatic solutions for people, because some people say, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, this is my job. I have to sit in front of a computer. I'm a financial analyst or, you know, I'm whatever, I'm a designer. So I have to be at my computer. So first and foremost, standing desk, right? They, there's a zillion different iterations of that. They're very accessible. You can get on Amazon. I've even had people just get a bunch of textbooks and stack them up to bring their computer screen up. Standing, we're going to function better from, a, like I said, a, a GI perspective, from a lung perspective. You're just going to function better standing up. You're going to digest everything better. So standing, spending time between standing and sitting. We have a lot of people gravitate in, towards this idea of perfect posture and that we have so many people that come to us and say, well, like, I know I have bad posture. And I'm like, you know what? I really want to get us away from the language of good and bad posture. Because we know there's no ideal posture, right? There's 7 billion people on earth. And there are so many different shapes and sizes of the way people come in. So there's not one. And there's, if you were to look at it, there's no real good research to say there's an ideal posture for humans to be in. It just doesn't exist. We have this idea of what's good posture. But usually what we try to tell people is, your best posture is your next one. So generally speaking, staying moving is better than being stationary. If you stand for too long, it's not going to be great. If you sit for too long, it's not going to be great. The only position that we really can sustain for longer periods of time is laying down, right, when we sleep. But for the most part, we should be moving. So a standing desk, 30 minutes sitting, 30 minutes to go between those positions throughout the day. So that's the first thing. Um, second to that is just walking. Right. If you got to take phone calls for your job or, you know, you should at least give yourself a five to 10 minute walk break every hour or so that you're sitting. So just trying to break it up, get more steps in. We know people that have more steps, burn more calories. 
have fewer incidences of pain, right? Steps equate to healthier hearts. So, so walking is, is a simple way to do that. Um, and here's the good thing about movement and exercise. The, the ACSM, College, American College of Sports Medicine, recommends a minimum of 150 minutes a week of cardiorespiratory training. And those 150 minutes can be broken up into segments, 30 minutes at a time or 10 minutes at a time. So you can get up and walk around the grocery store and that counts towards that 150 minutes a week of cardiorespiratory endurance. The, the number of Americans that meet that on a weekly basis is 21%. Oh, Only a 21% of Americans are getting- No, that's a low number I'm not happy about. <laughs> 30 minutes, five days a week of just walking, right? Then, yeah. Low grade walking, only 21% of Americans beat that. So wow. we know that walking is one thing that we need to incorporate into our days a lot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a surprising one. That is, I <laughs> just uh, almost as surprising as that uh, we have control over eighty percent. Eighty percent, right? <laughs> throwing all types of stats out there today. Uh, thirdly, and I think this is maybe the area that has the highest return on investment is strength training. So, in the article, we talk about getting strong. We know that skeletal muscle mass is one of our biggest predictors of longevity one of our biggest predictors of reduced cancer, our, our biggest preventers against chronic disease of all forms. Uh, there's a great article out there they published. It was 9,900 men, uh, ages 18 to 65, followed them for 20 years. And at the beginning of those that 20 years, they just looked at how heavy can you squat? How heavy can you bench press? Did a few other tests, looked at skeletal muscle mass, and they followed up 20 years later with no intervention. And they just looked at who died. And they found that those who had a higher, who could squat more, who could bench press more, and high, had higher skeletal muscle mass had significantly reduced rates of death from all causes, including cancer. So we know wow. that strength is a bullet. It's like wearing a bulletproof vest. The wow. stronger you are, the harder you are to kill. Hey, that makes and sense. That <laughs> is, wow, that is like bulletproofing at its finest. Yeah. Well, I love that, though, that, that, that the study only looked at death yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. that was yeah. a, a death very and disease very yep. <laughs> easily measured yeah. <laughs> yeah. so death and disease and we know we can largely prevent most chronic disease and because of that reduce incidences of cancer because of that reduce incidences of death just simply because you have more muscle on your body wow. um there's a there's a lot more you know nuanced science to that but mm -hmm. The average person doesn't need to know that. They just need to know, go to the gym and lift some weights, right? right. <laughs> they don't need to know all the cellular stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, and then lastly is just move often. Like I said, just move in different ways, right? Yoga, Pilates, go on hikes, go on walks, swim. Get your body accustomed to moving in a variety of ways and moving often. You know, we don't want to just do the same thing over and over again because our bodies are highly plastic and highly adaptable. So they're going to, within four to eight weeks of doing something consistently, they've adapted, right? So we need to give our body a lot of different ingredients to keep it um, on its toes, quite literally, and to yeah. keep your body fresh. So pretty simple stuff. Stand more often, walk more often, get strong, and move in different ways. That's it. All, this is the this podcast is going to give everyone so much hope. <laughs> really I hope so. Absolutely. I hope so. You know, so and one one thing that's helped me recently is I I got you know and I know people they've been around forever and everyone has one but 
you know, it started with Fitbits and then the Apple watches and oh, the, yeah. the different things. So mm-hmm. I recently have gotten, I mean, with, when I say recently within, you know, a few months ago, um, mm-hmm. I got an Apple watch and have the mm-hmm. fitness app on there. And it gives me, 100%. cause I, I do a lot of sitting with work and mm-hmm. like, it gives me those stand reminders, which is mm-hmm. fabulous. It's yeah. like, it says, you've been sitting too long. You need to stand up and move around. And it yep. made me just way more aware of, of how still, how stationary I really was. And, and then, you know, and it tracks your steps and it tracks the, you know, it's really just kind of a, a great reminder for me that, that, um, that I, I definitely, you know, fall into the category of needing the, the medicine of movement <laughs> for yep. sure. Um, and, and, that's one thing that's helped me, you know, is having just that awareness uh, with, with my watch, you know, that's, that's. Yeah. The there's your, to your point, there's so much now technology that mm-hmm. can help us. Whoop, Fitbit, Aura Ring, Apple Watch. There's so much out there that can give you real-time data, real-time feedback, reminders. It's easier than ever, but sometimes mm-hmm. you just need the right guidance. You need someone telling you to like, what to do, how to do it. A lot of people are intimidated by the idea of going to a gym, right? Start with a physical therapist, right? Start with someone who can help you approach it in a really non-threatening way, make it more digestible for you. And so that's really what we want to do is make movement accessible to people, give people the keys to the kingdom so that they can thrive. And that's really the utility of physical therapy. So we need to get away from this idea that physical therapy is just used for injuries and just used episodically for minor aches and pains. And it's really a way to approach your longevity and your wellness as a whole. And that's physical therapists are movement experts. We get doctorate degrees in this, go to school for anywhere from six to nine years to really study the science and to make it digestible and approachable for people. So that's what we do. I have to admit that I, as a, you know, just someone who, who, like you said, have, has always heard of physical therapy as, you know, what happens after you have an injury and you're rehabbing right. back, you know, I, I hear, you know, I, I think I've always prior to now thought of it as, you know, rehabilitation, you know, you've got, mm-hmm. an, you had an injury. So now you have to go to physical therapy to learn how to get that strength back in that one particular area. You know, you called it, you know, um, you go for Episodic, I think is what you said. Episodic, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and this is a whole new mindset, you know, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and it's a, a really encouraging one. It's one I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I, and I never would have thought, like you said, you, you know, that about how people are intimidated to go into a gym. And that is so true. You know, I, that, mm-hmm. I, I definitely thought about that, but I've never thought of the alternative to joining, you know, a big gym where everyone seems to be perfectly in shape, stronger yeah. and faster and, you know, th- than we are. <laughs> you know, so it, that yeah, can be yeah. really intimidating, but, but mm-hmm. that there is an alternative of going to physical therapy, not because you're injured or not because you need rehab or, you know, have had something, but you're, because you want to get that medicine of movement. And I didn't, I didn't even know that was an option. So that's. Yeah. Um, and it, sadly, most of our, our health environment doesn't educate people on that. Most insurance will, will pay for prevention and wellness. If you have Medicare, wellness is covered under Medicare. So you can see a healthcare provider simply for wellness. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> You're so, telling, there you go. So much. <laughs> this has been a very informative episode. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So like when, when you say it's so for preventative care, like, so for, are they physical therapists are included in, in that in a lot of people's mm -hmm. insurance. Hmm. Different health plans have different things, but a lot of health plans do um, actually cover maintenance, wellness, and prevention. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. That's and I, yep. I guess I did know that there's preventative, you know. But I'm, I'm thinking when I think of preventative, yep. I'm thinking of your, you know, your yearly uh, physical, your or, annual, or yeah. yes, your, <laughs> yeah. That's that's mm -hmm. what I'm thinking that the insurance company means by preventative. You know, I didn't even mm -hmm. consider mm -hmm. looking into physical therapy whether or not that would be covered. Um, you know, when I don't have an injury because I've just, like I yep. said, always associated it. That you go to physical therapists after you've been hurt. <laughs> so that has been very eye-opening for me as, a, as a, I'm going to call myself a listener on this one. <laughs> not, <laughs> not really hosting this. I'm, I'm just, I'm just learning. It's <laughs> great. Well, and I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all of this. Is, is there anything else about this, Jake, that you want to um, share yeah, with our I, listeners? <laughs> I think that covers it, but I, I, appreciate you having me on Stacy and I did want to mention um, that for people who want to do a preventative screen we offer wellness checkups for people we call it a five-point checkup it's a consider it an annual musculoskeletal screen so we look at range of motion balance strength fitness we look we take muscle mass measurements so we it's very uh, all-encompassing and so if you were to call our office and ask for a five-point checkup, if you mention the Good Neighbor podcast, we'll give you a 50% discount on a, that first visit. So you want to okay. just know where you stand and how your body's doing and um, be given at least some direction on how you can take control and start managing that 80%, mention Good Neighbor podcast and we'll get you squared away. That is amazing. All right, listeners, you heard that. So a, for a, comp a very comprehensive wellness checkup, you know, to, a five point checkup mentioned Good Neighbor Podcast um, and you'll get 50% off. We at the Good Neighbor Podcast are that discount <laughs> for sure. And I know that Functionize Health and Physical Therapy, um, with, they've got two locations. One is here in Dunwoody. Um, and they also have their uh, the original location in Decatur. So uh, if you're wanting one of those uh, wellness checkups, five-point checkup, then, then reach out to Functionalize health and physical therapy for sure. Jake, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch and to, to schedule that? If you simply emailed at uh, info at Functionize Health, and that's function with an I-Z-E, so Functionize Health, uh, so info at functionizehealth.com or calling at 404-907-4196. And our front office can get you set up with that. Like I said, just mention Good Neighbor Podcast and we'll get you set up. Thank you so much for being here, Jake. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I this has been so helpful and so informative. I feel like I have learned so many new things. And and I'm really, like I said, it this this gives me a lot of hope. I, I'm very excited to to I'm gonna take control of of that 80% <laughs> and get it. moving more. The, the pleasure is all mine. And I just I want to say I genuinely appreciate what you guys do and highlighting small business and making the community stronger. And this is such a good thing for our community. So I appreciate what you guys are doing. Ah, well, thank you. I appreciate the feedback. We really uh, are passionate about bringing people together and um, highlighting the local businesses in the community. So we're very thankful to have 
uh, functionalize as our expert contributor in, in Dunwoody Neighbors. Uh, you guys are going to be coming on and discussing, you know, lots of different articles in the future. And this one has been, you know, just stellar. <laughs> I'm really happy about it. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jake. <laughs> Appreciate you being on. You're very welcome. Thanks, guys. That's all for today's episode, Atlanta. I'm Stacey Risley with the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thanks for listening and for supporting the local businesses and nonprofits of our great community. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast North Atlanta. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpnorthatlanta.com. That's gnpnorthatlanta.com or call 470 946 7007.